go. All right, there we go. Yes. So you cannot play online poker in Ohio? So, no. So there was a thing called Black Friday. So I used to, from, I think, the, from 2005 <clears throat> till about 2009, I used to play on Poker Stars, Full Tilt Poker. Um, there was one that uh, was kind of smaller, but I can't remember the name anymore. Sportsbook betting. Uh, there's tons of poker sites, but Full Tilt Poker and um, Poker Stars were the biggest one. Um, I'm going to look it up here when the actual date uh, was real fast, and I'll tell you the rest of the story there. Okay. Um, when Poker Online stopped. There is a day, and I'll tell you. I just don't remember uh, the the actual day. Pretty sure it was in 2009. Yeah, I know uh, Ryan, when we were roommates, he used to play online poker all the time. Like, you'd know when he'd win, he'd be like, all right, let's go to the bar, I'm buying. Yeah. I mean, gosh, let me, let me find this real fast. Right. Then I'll... You're good, dude. When did? So while Nate's looking that up, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for listening. I am Dale. And of and course, I'm Nate. And uh, welcome to episode 11. We're, uh, we're talking about some online poker stuff. And uh, before we started, we, uh, we were talking about the World Poker Tour. And since all this uh, craziness with COVID's going on, uh, how they're not doing their live uh, events. I was wrong. It was, it was April 15th, 2011. So that's the day the poker no, died. No, no. Poker Community Events United States ju- issued an indictment against three largest... Anyway, regardless, 2011 was the year. I thought it was 2009. It might have been. Who knows? But essentially, yeah, I used to play Poker Stars. Um, that was where the stars of poker kind of went. They were, like, sponsored through. But mm-hmm. Full Tilt Poker... Just as good. Actually, I used to like their tournament structure a lot better. But on that day when it happened, it was called Black Friday to the online poker world. They the government issued an indictment against them because essentially it wasn't that anything was going wrong. But I'll get to that in a second. There was, but um, it was all offshores accounts for all this stuff uh, a lot of it so there was no way for the government to tax in this money yeah. coming in so um and there's different different tactics on different laws of online gaming like you can you can do like sports uh betting horse races you know things of that nature mm-hmm. because that has a a a determined outcome where someone wins yeah um at some point in time. it's not yes it's a game of chance but there is probability to like ratio you know you, you, you get yeah. the idea yeah, like, like like with poker if the house wins you... well that's the thing with mm. so like craps for instance mm. the house always wins blackjack yeah. the house always wins um in poker 
they put it underneath the same governing laws as all these other things. But no, poker, yeah, there's like a rake that comes out if you play at a casino, things mm-hmm. of that nature. But that's just for paying the dealer, um, things of that nature. But poker its own self, is, it is a game of chance. But you're playing against other people and you're using your intelligence and knowledge base and abilities to outplay someone. Um, when it comes to that, yes, there are variables that are intertwined in it uh, of just people getting super lucky sometimes. Yeah. But that's just the way it hits. But um, there's more, there's control over that game and your ability to play. But essentially, it got shut down by the government um, and no one could play anymore. Um, and it, it was crazy because I used to play all the time and I'm kind of glad it stopped uh, because I kind of came like a compulsive gambler. Yeah. Uh, of sorts on it which is nuts um i never thought i would be someone that would be subject to that but it's a very interesting story in my life uh won't go into too much detail uh you know i've definitely recovered let's put it that yeah. way which is awesome but uh let's just put it this way it is insanely addictive and time consuming there would be times that i would sit at a computer dual screen monitor and be playing poker eh, I think my best I've ever, well, not best, like what I call it the best, but the longest streak that I went without stopping, just going to the bathroom and getting something to eat and smoking cigarettes when I smoked was, it was about 36, 37 hours straight. Wow. Nonstop playing cards. And I, and I, that's just, that's the addiction to it. Um, No matter if you're playing live play, I know people have done it playing at a real, you know, casino, that kind of uh, deal where they played for those long times. But when you play online, I used to play multiple tables at a time. Um, Like I would play eight or so different tables at a time. Instead of like, if you were at a live casino, you'd be playing one, one table. You know, not too much going on, but I had to be paying attention to eight different tables at one time for that a period of time um, but it becomes really really addicting so but anyways that happened can you still play online yes you can um, there are a few websites out there you still play on like America's card room you can play on there's a couple other ones mm-hmm. um, it's, gotta be, it's just hard to actually uh, deposit money anymore because most credit cards or debit cards uh, they know what you're trying to use it for so they yeah. just deny your transaction huh. but in certain states, I think New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Nevada, there's a couple other ones where you can still play on Poker Stars. Um, and in the rest of the world, they can play on Poker yeah. Stars. It's not a problem, but yeah. there's only a few states. And they've been, people have been working on legislation to try to get this okay because it is a huge uh, way to get uh, taxation oh, yeah. from citizens. It's ginormous. We're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars that could be used for taxation purposes. So I don't know why they don't legalize it. Um, but anyway, back to the full tilt poker was the one where there was a huge uh, deal with a few big time poker pros. Um, they were some of the people that founded this company at the beginning. It was a legit company. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There was the the algorithms for the card mix ups and the and the variants that would come out. There was no flaw there it's just that they were they were cash and checks that didn't get paid yet what's the expression um basically they were using money that wasn't there yet to use it for other expenditures in their own personal life um 
basically the full tilt poker bank didn't have the money but they were using the money that wasn't even there yet and uh there was some crazy embezzlement of money that was going on to from people that's what was happening i can see that and so when they shut it down some people probably had hundreds of thousands maybe even millions of dollars in their bankroll on these sites they got seized by the government completely um i got something in the a letter in the mail it's probably like five six years ago to uh to report if i had anything on my account still and i just didn't did it didn't do it but i knew well i think on my full tilt poker account i had like 40 some dollars in there but yeah like hey man give me my money (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy yeah Uh, i mean it's just it's insane what money will do to people you know it starts that kind of stuff where it started out as something you know they're starting this poker company and then all of a sudden you know they see all this money sitting there and they're like oh yeah i'm gonna grab that you know i mean the crazy part about it these people were already sponsored by those companies mm-hmm. they're already making a salary they really didn't even have to do anything um yeah i want to try yeah. um they really have to do anything at all um, to continue doing what they're doing, you know, uh, is, is did we put those in the fridge? Yeah. I'll no, okay. Okay. They didn't have to do nothing. It was just collect the paycheck, but nope, yeah. they got to do more. Oh um, yeah. got to do more. It's greed, you know? A lot of people, they see that, they see that extra, uh, dollar sign and they're like, Ooh. Yeah. It's just a I'm problem. making this. I might as well go ahead and take this. The problem with it was like a lot of those accounts were not in the, I don't think any of them were in the USA. They were all, it's called like the, I don't even know where it's at. It's called like the Isle of Man. Oh yeah. Um, Um, Isle of Man. Like there's, there's some crazy stuff that goes on there. Like the world's uh, fastest motorcycle race goes on the Isle of Man. Um, I believe it's an island owned by the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll look it up here in a second once I'm done putting these beers away. But they, uh, dude, there's there's some crazy wrecks that happen. There's been a lot of people die in that motorcycle race because they closed the roads on the island oh, okay. and they raced the perimeter of the island. That's crazy. It's a really small island. I just wonder, like, I don't, I don't know how they got to a point where that's where a lot of it was coming out of different gaming commissions. Obviously, yeah. it's to avoid taxation. Oh yeah. Um, I just think they would have done it right the first time. Had tax, yeah, you bring home a little less money if you won big, but it probably would be continuing on now. But I mean, it's, that's yeah. the thing; it still is. It's it's probably more as popular just as it was without most of the people in the U.S. But there's been multiple like online poker pro- pros that have moved mm-hmm. like Canada yeah. um, or moved to uh, New Jersey or Pennsylvania just so they could play. I mean, because yeah. when I was playing, that's what people did for a living. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, that's what they did, and they still do today. And they were just small time dudes, you know, just grinding it out. You know, is what they call it. So. But yeah, that, that's poker talk. Uh, that's a small part of my life that, you know, I, I still love to play cards. And the only problem with me, if I sit down at a table with, like, friends, family that say, yeah, I'll play. And if they don't take it seriously, mm-hmm. it royally pisses me off. Yeah. Because I want to play. I want to play. And I want you to play, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny. 
even though I've I've probably online play I've probably seen millions of hands in my life that someone if they played live would only see like 10% of that through yeah. even being like a 90 year old man even though uh, I've seen so many hands and I know how to play the game really well and I've and I've I've taken money from like celebrities that um, you ever heard of the name Daniel Negreanu? He's he's a poker pro. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time he had a girlfriend named Lisa Lisa Lou, something like that. I don't know. She was on Poker Stars one time, and uh, I was playing cash game like it's four eight no limit. I took fifteen hundred dollars from her in just a few hands, and I like wow. got out. You know, it those are crazy, crazy yeah, times. Yeah. Wait uh, yeah. till her boyfriend slides. Well, and seen well, him. this guy's a millionaire, I'm sure, yeah. but it's just funny. Like I could play, but anyway, my wife. Any time that we've ever played together, mm-hmm. just me and her, I don't even know if I've ever beat her in a game. Wow. No joke. I always lose, and it's probably because I think I'm overconfident and I can play her. But she has the best poker face in the world. It's like this reverse psychology that she does to me where she could like act like she's grinning and all that kind of stuff. Like maybe she's like weak, like she doesn't have a hand, mm-hmm. but she freaking always does. Or she just gets me the fold. I mean, I don't know if I've ever beat her. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you do you play card games? Um, I have. It's it's been a while. Um really haven't played much poker. Um, I played, we used to go down to my grandma's on yeah. Friday nights and play rummy, but that's, yeah. and you know, my grandma, she's in her eighties now, but by God, I swear that woman cheats. Uh, maybe. Or she's just really good. Yeah. It, this is true. These are card. I mean, my dad is the one that showed me how to play cards mm-hmm. and rummy was one, 500 card rummy was one of the first yeah. games we ever played. Um, and then we started playing like five card stud, five card draw, uh, seven card. Well, it was, yeah, seven card. Uh, we, I mean, and then I didn't even know what Texas Hold'em was until like two thousand three mm-hmm. or so when I was still in high school because that's when the poker boom kind of set off. Yeah. But Texas Hold'em's been around since like the forties, fifties, I believe. But yeah, that was like the big guys game like the people that were high stakes poker mm-hmm. you know because everything beyond before that before no limit texas hold them it was all limit stakes you could only mm-hmm. bet a certain amount which are the blinds you could only bet those and it was kind of a it's a slow game like stud it's a, it's a slow game you really can't bluff people out of pots really you know yeah. and when texas hold them came around it was a variant of poker which could make people go to the extremes mm-hmm. uh to win money or lose money you know so yeah, so you just kind of sit there, and you know somebody could be holding a crap hand, but if they got a good bluff, they can win. Yeah, I've done it many a times, and I, but I've I've been I have been taken a lot of times too. Yeah, uh, doing the same moves, you know. Uh, used to play, oh man, Quint Quint Quints Quints Sequence. That was another game, but that, I can't remember if that was with cards or not, but. I can't even remember what that game is. But, uh, yeah, games are fun. I like playing card games. We nice. should probably, probably play them later on. Yeah, Sarah's got a that. few different games uh, that are not like poker s or a whole different thing. But, yeah, yeah. cards have really been all, a, a part of my life, man. Thanks to my dad, really yeah. starting it off. So. Never really, I never really played cards until I was an adult. I mean, we played Uno and stuff like that, but 
you know. Well, I play do now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what you drinking there, Nate? Well, thanks to you, we're uh, trying, and my dad's actually showed me this beer before. Uh, uh, he just got it recently, too. It's funny that you brought mm-hmm. this over before, a few weeks ago, uh, and then my dad showed me it, too. But this is the Wild Ohio Brewing. It is a black cherry bourbon barrel tea beer. I've yet to taste it yet, so. but I tried that some of that before I left the house while the wife was starting on her famous baked ziti and uh, I was playing some Call of Duty. <clears throat> I thought it was pretty good. It had um, you can definitely get a bourbon flavor out of it um, and that's good for me because if I'm not drinking beer, I'm drinking bourbon. I'm not a hard liquor drinker so um, yeah. we'll find out. But it's, I, thought it, I thought it was good. Um, and I am drinking, also drinking a Wild Ohio Brewing, but I am drinking the Blood Orange Tangerine Tea Beer. I've had this one before, and I liked it. Um, I've got a couple others that I'm going to try tonight, and we'll see mm-hmm. what we got. So what do you think? I mean, I can taste the bourbon. Mm-hmm. This is a gluten-free beer. It doesn't have yeah. any malt or barley, so it's a kind of a different take. On beer, it's it's a very very light taste. Hmm. It's it's something that like if you're mowing and you're super hot, you can drink it and not have to worry about that uh, you know that that quick onset of the bitterness and all that. Hmm. Very interesting. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. So. Uh, what else you want to get into tonight? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess we can start off with uh, Governor DeWine's uh, big announcement last week that kind of turned out to be uh, kind of like the teacher or the boss call, calling you and being like, hey, I need to talk to you later. Yeah, but we knew it was going to happen. We, we talked about yeah, this. We did. We did. Uh, what, two weeks ago? That's yeah. when they talked. You know, Mr. Governor DeWine, you know, talking about, please wear a mask. Yeah. Social distance yourself. Like, and right now, by the way, we, we are socially yeah. distanced from each other, so. Uh, but he wasn't putting any anything else but almost like a, a beg and plead mm-hmm. type scenario. Pretty much like... Hey, come on, guys. Let's let's band together. Let's do what we got to do to keep people safe. And uh, that was two weeks I ago today. Have to tell you to wear a mask. So what's happening tomorrow, Dale? Tomorrow there is a statewide mandatory mask directive, or eh, that'd be an order. It's not really a directive. Well, it's an order. Let, mandate yeah. is what they call it, which. So tomorrow, any 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 place that you go to, unless it is your home, unless you are okay. So say you're in a public, like a restaurant. If you are eating or drinking, you don't obviously you don't have to be wearing it. But if you get up from a table, you must re-put on mask. But any establishment, any public place you go into, it is mandated that you wear a mask. Um, 
And that starts tomorrow at 6 p.m. or 6 a.m.? 6 p.m.? I think it's 6 p.m. 6 p.m. So. Um, just to give people enough time to go out and pick some stuff up. This came out today. And don't get me wrong. I think, to be honest, looking at all the states, I think Governor DeWine's done a pretty, pretty yeah. good job um, keeping things uh, c- civil, for one. And two, um, Ohio's done a really good job at... Uh, working together, trying to keep this stuff down. I mean, the thing is, it, it's it's coming. It's gonna it's gonna run its course, but just trying to slow it down. Even though it's it's probably gonna it's gonna get everybody. Oh, well, yeah. maybe maybe At some not. Point. Um, but to slow it down enough, the biggest thing, the reason why we're doing this is so all of a sudden hospitals aren't exploding with yeah. people and there's nowhere to put them or equipment or to use on them. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things that worries me about all of this stuff is, I was reading something the other day, this is unlike the flu, because I see a lot of people trying to compare this to bird flu and swine flu and all that. You know, they're like, oh, just get it over with and you won't have it again. Well, the problem with that is there's been some studies done and the antibodies that go to your go into your immune system after you have beat this virus only last for two weeks. Gotcha. So like say you've got you have COVID, you get over it. Two weeks after you're after you have beat it, and there's no more trace of the virus in your system, you can get it again. I mean, yeah. this is really, really a mess. But you know, <clears throat> this too shall pass. We'll figure something out. We got sure they got the greatest minds in the world working on stuff, trying to figure this out. I mean, yeah, and you know, again, I know we talked about it several times about the whole mass thing, whatever you know. The whole point is to keep yourself distance, distant from other people. Yeah. Maybe not go to the grocery store every single freaking night. You know, uh, there's alternatives. We live in a world now where it's so easy to get your stuff without even really even touching a human being or being close mm-hmm. to them. It's not a big deal. Um, we just it just needs to be a slow roll the whole time so this doesn't explode again. Where, yeah. The, the person that gets it and they walk into convenient care one night and there's 50 people in front of you at a hospital with all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Um, I know uh, I, I was talking to Dale a couple weeks ago about this when this was first announced about the begging and pleading of Mr. DeWine, but uh, about... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, the whole thing about when we closed down early mm-hmm. maybe that one shouldn't have been the time that we actually closed down in a sense it might be the time would have been now yeah or maybe a couple weeks from here would have been like the first one you know maybe yeah, the, i don't know the thing i i see is you know there's a lot of there's a lot of testing going on because it is becoming available and 
there's a lot of unnecessary testing going on as well because there's a lot of people out there who are like, well, you know, I could be asymptomatic. I need to go t get tested. Uh, I think unless you know for a fact that you have been exposed to the virus, you shouldn't go get tested. Yeah. Um, it's these tests are 100 to 150 dollars a piece, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, the state wastes so much money on this, that, and the other." Well, the fact of the matter is, this testing, where people are just walking in and no symptoms, no nothing, and getting tested, well, that's going to waste more money than any road project or anything like that. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, who knows? The percentage of positive cases coming, and we talked about this too mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, where the people that are in the hospital say they did test positive and they're not doing too well. They're actually in yeah. the hospital. They test these people every single day as mm -hmm. far as we know, and I think they're counting as positive cases yeah. even though. So we, we really don't know the true number. Um, but I think that number, yeah, it is rising due to the number of tests, but even Governor De DeWine was even saying that the percentage of positive cases versus negative, it is increasing. Uh, no matter, you know, if you take a pool of 100 people and 10 people got it, or if you take a pool of 1,000 people and 100 people got it, um, they're, the same, they're the same percentages, but... Um, but more people are getting it and mm -hmm. it is true now again if that person in the hospital was tested every single day for 14 days yeah that's 14 tests and 14 positive cases uh, according to what I've been reading what Dale's been reading that yeah. they've been using this number so um, maybe they're not who knows but uh, I'm sure they are because every single test that comes back positive, you know, when it comes to the whole uh, HIPAA law, no one knows who these individuals are that they're getting tested for, so it becomes a case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, even if that same person been tested over and over again. Yeah. And the other problem is, I found out because uh, somebody on base that I know of was uh, tested and came back negative, but. The problem with it is they were actually told these tests you know some of the, some of the news outlets are all oh, these tests are solid they're you know 100% accurate or accurate accurate the problem with these tests are they're 65 to 75% accurate so that's like you know that's really close to only being half accurate yeah um, how, so, I don't know, when it comes to different tests, it's either you got it or you don't. Yeah. What would pull, like, a, fa a false positive, though, you know? To be honest, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, this, this came up all of a sudden. And I think it has a lot to do with, okay, this, this uh, test has, you know, they test it four or five times before they send it up, or they test it a hundred times. I don't, I don't know their whole, 
theory behind testing and stuff, but they are in such a rush to get these out to the test sites, to the doctor's offices, to the hospitals, that the quality control has got to be atrocious. Do you think that's what's happening? Like, there's got to be an indicator on this test that's like, yep, you got it. We're looking for this mm-hmm. certain, I don't know anything about this, but there's, they're looking for a certain thing that would show. Are, are you saying potentially that these tests are being contaminated with other ones? So, well, I'm thinking when they're leaving the manufacturer, when they're being manufactured, I'm thinking there's something there where something is happening that these tests, some of these tests, you know, hell, they may not get the indicator uh, put into them or, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure how they're manufactured. I have not been tested, so I haven't seen what the tests look like, and I'm no healthcare professional by any means. If anybody out there knows how these things work, let us know. You know, reach out to the page. If you know us personally, give us a call, and we can talk about this. And, hell, if you know how these things work, we can get you on the show and we can talk about it, if you're allowed to talk about it. But, you know, there's I'm thinking there's got to be something in the quality control because anywhere I've worked that's been in production, if you have to rush something, steps get missed, you know, tab A doesn't always go into tab B the way it's supposed to go and there's something I think in a manufacturing process or in the design and development process that has led to this uh, margin of error and honestly when I worked for General Motors at the Duramax plant a 75% uh, margin of error is extremely un, unacceptable. Right. If for every hundred engines that we sent out, twenty-five of them didn't work, or twenty-five of them were broke, that's that's a major recall. Why right. wouldn't something you know somebody needs to be out there looking into these tests? But back to what I was saying with the the testing, if you don't feel like you're sick don't go you know if you if you think you've been uh, exposed wear the mask or, it's just a mask or just stay home yeah stay if, you, if you've been exposed to it and you yeah. knowingly know take, take the precautions just mm-hmm. because you I mean if you don't feel sick though what what's the point of going to the hospital yeah what's the point oh yeah you're wasting I mean, money you're wasting time um, you know, I don't really, uh, honestly, I, I mean, that's just me. I'm not yeah. wanting to go to a doctor. Yeah. Um, I only go when unless I'm dying, sick. you yeah. know, but there's no point. I know they're opening up these little lab, little places everywhere in the cities to just get tested. Mm-hmm. That's great. But if you're just not having any problems I don't really think there's too much concern with it. Yeah. Now again, like Dale was saying, if you if you have been if you know, yep, my employee that I was working with, they got it and I've been I've been eating pizza at the same uh, at the same pies yeah. the other guy. If you know that, 
that's something you need to tell somebody, but stay home. Yeah. Um, if you're not having any symptoms, there's no, there's no point. Um, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, don't do it because it's not going to cause any more increase in testing or positive cases, but let the let the folks that are actually truly sick go to the hospital. Yeah, we need to know? save we need to save those resources for the individuals that need it. You know, there's there's so many times I'll I'll just link this to the law enforcement side of the house. If you're having a dispute with your neighbor and number one it's not getting it's never gotten physical and never will get physical number two if it's a trivial matter don't call law enforcement out there's there's people and more need than you if if you're arguing with your neighbor about his trash can sitting out in the street for more than you know the six hours or whatever I do that whatever you know there's there's no reason to call law enforcement on that. Freaking go over and talk to the guy. Be like, hey man, you know, eh, it's it's kind of getting weird. See, I don't have a problem leaving my str- my trash cans in the street. Oh, I do it all it. the time. Yeah. It's to be honest, it's pure laziness. I get home, I'm tired, and I don't feel like walking the street. I just want to <laughs> hang out with my family. But you know, I kind of went on a tangent with that, but you know, just leave the resources for the people who need it. Oh yeah, and the other thing too, of being a mandate, mm-hmm. a mandate is not enforced by the police. Yes, the law enforcement officers of the state have already come out and said, even even these cities that are were enacting this stuff before. The, uh, the governor enacted it. The law enforcement agencies in the state already said they will not respond to calls because somebody's wearing a mask. And so, They're not wearing a mask. So what that means is no freedoms have been taken away mm-hmm. from you in this time that we're living in. Yes. That's something I've been... Oh my God, I've heard that so many times. I, I go down the rabbit hole on Facebook every day and at least... Two to three times a day, I see a story about, oh my God, they're taking my freedoms. No. Or the, they say something about, oh, it's just a mask. Then it's just a poster. Then it's just this. It's just that. No. It's a mask. They're trying to keep people safe. Yes, we have talked about the masks before, and we have uh, had differing opinions on the masks. I initially thought that the masks were stupid, but you know what? At this point, I have educated myself a little bit better, and my stance is changing on the mask. I've been out on base all week, and to be out on base working, you have to wear a mask. And to be honest, it doesn't bother you once you start wearing it for a little bit. Nope. You may have to drink a little bit extra water, you know? You may have to, if you're in close proximity to somebody and there's a jet engine running or something like that, you may have to remove the mask so you can talk to the person next to you. But all in all, it's not that bad. There there are states, I know there's states outside of Ohio that have mandates, and there's cities in uh, Florida that 
some for some reason the uh, the mayor of this city has decided that it would be a good idea to make a mandate that you must wear a mask even in your own home. <laughs> that is when you get to the okay, this is getting kind of infringy. Yeah, but it's a weird. When you're in your own home on your own property, you ain't gotta wear a damn mask. Just suck it up. Wear your mask when you go to the store. Wear your mask when you're out at a restaurant until it's time to eat or whatever. But you ain't gonna wear you ain't gonna wear your mask in your car. You ain't gonna wear your mask anywhere other than the prescribed places. Yep. Just make it feel good for others. Just do it, man. Mm-hmm. Stop being a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> No offense. Yeah, no Mm -hmm. offense. I have heard some things about the Karen stuff that deeply concerns me about the um, the climate, if you will, Mm -hmm. in this nation. Yeah. And I'm just going to go ahead and come out and say this is what I tell my daughter, and this is what I tell anybody who gets offended easily. The only person who can offend you is you. That's right. You give the person or people that are talking to you the power to offend you. Me, I give zero Fs about most of the things that people say to me. The only things that set me off, and there's not many, well, I'm not even going to say what sets me off because there may be some people listening who want to troll me. <laughs> but it's don't let people offend you. I I can't say it enough. Like they give you the you give them the power to offend you. That's right. And when you get offended and fly off the handle and go on a rant, they're going to sit back and laugh. And guess what? It's gonna happen again. Yeah, you're just fe- you're feeding into them, man. Yeah, feeding into them. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take our first break. We're gonna stop talking about masks. Uh, yes. Everybody knows about it already, but it's just that's the world we live in at this point. So we'll be back in a little bit. See you then. Dude, you see that horse laying down there? It's it's dead already. Should I beat uh, it some more? Yeah, beat it. <laughs> beat it. I was a picture you got on Facebook. Yeah, it's legit. So, talking about tiny houses. Tiny houses. So yes. this was what you're talking about. I saw it. It's like so you buy it, you finance through Home Depot. Yeah, and but the thing is, you buy it just bare shed. All right. And you configure the interior the way you want, which honestly, I was like I was telling Kim, the downstairs. I would leave because I'd be tearing out a shed if we buy the house we're in. Mm-hmm. I'd be tearing out a shed anyway. The downstairs would be um, lawn, to- lawn tools and stuff like that. But the upstairs would be where my uh, treadmill and yep. an extra couch, a TV, and all that would be. And an air conditioner, like one of those, um, what do you call it? Um, it's like a remote air conditioner slash heat pump 
you put that upstairs and you got your heat hmm. cool and I have seen I've seen those train um, cargo boxes of, yeah like, I've been I've been looking at those too. people buy them at, at like an auction you know and put like three or four of them together or yeah. even maybe two is double second <laughs> make a tiny house you know yeah I know that's like been a, that was a fad for a time I don't know if it's oh there's still, thing, there's, still but... there's like communities that are built out yeah. of uh, the shipping containers I, mean, I guess you just have to be in a uh, a wide open state with no no tornadoes because that's the only yeah. thing I would fear. Yeah, you'd be done in a moment. Well, maybe not though. Yeah, they're they're steel, all, they're like... steel. They're all <laughs> welded together. Like when they set them set them together, they weld them. But I mean, they're they're tough. I mean, they. I've seen pictures of them when they've had these giant cargo ships full of uh, brand new cars oh, sure, from sure. Germany or somewhere like that. When they go down, they'll. Uh, somebody will retrieve these containers and pull them up and they're still in one piece <laughs> and they're watertight to a certain depth but they're still in one piece the cars are still in them there's just a little bit of water damage I mean Damn. so alright everybody welcome back uh, we just finished our uh, our dinner break from some uh baked ziti and salad made by our wonderful lady folk it's pretty dang tasty it was Appreciate it. it was so what was the square footage of this thing from home depot i don't know what the square footage exactly was but i i didn't do the math because i didn't want to take my boots off at the time yeah. but uh <laughs> the uh they're they're 16 by 20 and then they're two stories so 16 times 20, that's carry the 6. Hell, I don't know. I've been drinking. Let's do it right now. Let's find out. So. Let's see. How many square feet? 300 and square feet. So we did it twice. You got 640 square foot. That's a two-bedroom house right there. Yeah. Easy. I mean, I could deal with that as a yeah, man cave I've lived in storage shed. I've lived in an 800-square-foot three-bedroom house before, so talk about tiny. The, the hallways are just uh, non-existent. That's, that's, that's what yeah. you got. See, I've lived, I've lived in a shack about the size of uh, Gavin's room <laughs> with four other dudes yeah, yeah. for six months. I think I can deal with uh, 600 feet for... Uh, for a man cave. I don't know. Oh, just a man cave? Yeah. By itself. I could, That's I about like live whole it, living but, standard, you know? Yeah. The one I mean, you showed me had the full out kitchen. Well, yeah, that was that was one that somebody did a complete Yeah, it looked like a larger kitchen than what I have yeah. in my house. But it only had one bedroom. Uh, okay. The bottom was like their living area and the top was the bedroom area. If I didn't have kids, I don't care. Yeah. One, one bedroom, it's bathroom. That's fine. I don't even need a freaking uh, dining room. Just uh, yeah, you know, just a couch to eat on. That's right? that's fine. That's fine with me. But, yeah. But yeah, talking about projects. Yeah, like doing things like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been working on my basement still. This has been well over two years in the making. Uh, old Nate or younger version of me uh, didn't know how to drywall. Uh, so in my my little gaming room that we're sitting in right now, 
uh, I didn't know how to lay drywall, so I missed the stud on the last three fourths of my my area. So um, last week I got the uh, bright idea to just go ahead and knock it out and redo it. It's it's almost done again, but I had to get the corner done on the wall, so um, it's looking way better anyway. I had to do it eventually, so uh, so I did it. But now now smarter Nate. Nate that knows how to drywall is seeing all the mistakes that uh, younger Nate did and it's really it's ticking off older Nate because he hates himself for all the things that he sees and all the imperfections so it's always a continual learning project that I will look at and see and probably never get done. <laughs> yeah, well you know the ever-evolving project is the best project because you never get bored with it. I mean, that's true, but it's just super time-consuming as all, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Lots of time. Money's not that big of an issue because me working on my own self, it's it's super cheap. I mean, congratulations to the contractors out there that mm -hmm. uh, your, your skills are needed um, and the money that you get is well-deserved. Don't get me wrong. Uh, because a lot of people just don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Don't want to even touch it, and good job for being in that service field, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done welding. I've done mechanic work. I don't, I don't know that I could do the contracting construction work for like working on houses and stuff like that it's a lot of hard work mm -hmm. and you know with me being a procrastinator i would have a lot of trouble with that mm -hmm. telling someone to set time on something then it gets delayed but i think everybody runs into that yeah oh yeah yeah but it's, that's hard work though it is it is um, I, I know a dude that's a that's a roofer he's been we're, we're close to the same age but he he's uh he's having a lot of issues uh physically because of the wear and tear that's done on his body you mm -hmm. know so it's hard work yeah that, that tends to be construction in general yeah. you know like with with welding and stuff i haven't done it i didn't do it for that long yet but you know knees and back and yeah. all that my cousin he's been doing it for 20 years and he just had to have a uh he tore the the sheath that holds the tendon from his wrist to his pinky Ugh. and he just had to have a surgery on it. he's gonna be down for six months yeah i know a dude that uh had carpal tunnel because just working working that kind of stuff and they had to flare out the whatever thing that's in your your wrist uh to get feeling back into it or not get it all tense up again but you know it's a long recovery for that kind of stuff so yeah physical labor is not fun i really don't do it yeah. anymore see, except for my own stuff see that's the thing i love physical labor like i cannot sit inside or sit at a desk and work that's that's one thing that i cannot do because my attention spans about this big yeah i go full-on squirrel and end up in a rabbit hole somewhere <laughs> it doesn't work i gotta be physically engaged when i'm working yeah um even even if i'm not mentally engaged while i'm working if i'm physically engaged and i can get into that autopilot 
Yeah, I mean, just cruises. Last real physical effort's been working on my house, but I mean, before that, I did I did help take uh, a roof off my brother's house a few years back. Uh, but the thing is, though, I was hurting for a week uh, right. after the fact. So, props to the folks that do that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, you 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 get calloused up, you get mm-hmm. good old muscle memory, and it's not like that, but it's still hard work. Yeah, that's uh, hard. A lot of these physical jobs out there, they tend to be a young man's game. And yeah. I hate to say it, but we ain't young men anymore. That's right. That's why you become like a supervisor of the, yeah. the, the contract. Oh, yeah. you know, you're the one telling the other people yeah. what to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely learning again that I'm not a young man. <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah. It's but, all right. But then again, the, the young men these days... Get out on a construction site or something like that. They don't want to do nothing. Yeah. The old men, the old guys, yeah. work circles around the young guys. Mm-hmm. But it ain't it ain't bad work. It's just hard work. That's right. Yep. And yeah. So, well, today has been fun. We had, we tried some new beers. Um, I just uh, cracked the mango tea beer, and it's pretty good. Um, Nate, what'd you think about the uh, the black cherry bourbon? I'll be honest with you, not a huge fan. Um, I'm not a wine drinker, and that's immediately what I had some memory of when I was drinking it. So, um, definitely not my favorite. Just my opinion. Um, Yep, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. So, Wild Ohio, you got some work to do on this black cherry bourbon. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe make it a little less uh, boozy. Um, but if that's what you're going for, great. It's just not for me, man. Yeah, mm. and you know, Wild Ohio, we're looking for sponsors, and we're Ohio natives. That's right. Just saying. <laughs> All right, guys. We appreciate you listening. Thanks. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun, actually. Yep. Take care. See you next time. Have a good one.